Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet stuck in the past of a town in space in an alternate dimension that's soon coming to an end. That was a lot. Yeah. That was basically the recap. It's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching a brand spanking new episode each and every single week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who hasn't yet seen it. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. And then a dad who did see it because he's watching it again. And so did the, so did we. So did the news. Hey, welcome yeah, to we episode did. 182 covering series 13, episode four entitled Dr. Who, <laughs> Jeremy, take a breath. Dr. Who colon flux comma chapter four dash village of the angels. It's the one we've been waiting for guys. It is. It's the, it's the one I've been waiting and for. It has oh, as, soon as, as soon as we knew that the angels were going to be involved in the season, which I think is before the, the episode even aired the, the Halloween yeah. apocalypse even aired. We knew they were coming, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. This is the one where an angel takes over the TARDIS and could take it anywhere in the universe, but instead goes to England within 50 years of the present. <laughs> and the doctor becomes an angel. I love that. that, that where else could, would you go? You could where swap out the angel takes over the TARDIS and just put the rest of that as part of every recap. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like seven out of ten recaps, probably. And this is a still story number 297. But this is part D, originally airing November 21st, 2021 to 3.45 million viewers. So um, I decided we're, we're going to we're going to retroactively keep tabs on this numbers uh, because we keep talking about how those numbers don't make as much sense to us. So once upon time last week, we said was 3.76 million viewers. It became 4.67 in the consolidated ratings. So that that's what's the consolidated rating. That's the number that we normally are quoting. And I still don't know what it means. I don't know yeah. what consolidated what like consolidated I mean, that, that is of still the first considerably week of lower. Oh, it's it's not great. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it ain't three point six oh, seven. No. You know, or three point seven six or whatever. So, um, this week's episode, not so we're we're done talking about once upon time. We're we're back to Village of the Angels. Uh, this was uh, written by Chibs and Maxine Alderton and directed by. Wait for it, an episode about the angels, directed by. Jamie Magnus Stone. I I need to think about mind that. you an episode about people turning into angels. Ooh. And even so, yeah, I think <laughs> it's a secret message from it's Jamie Magnus Stone. Jamie Magnus Stone is actually an angel. <laughs> that what? Yeah, I was going to say that, like he's a, that he's an angel. Yeah, he like the Doctor is an angel. Hey, um, wanted to talk a little bit about the cast. I realized we hadn't talked at all about Bell. Bell is no one likes by, her anyways. Well, you know, I like Bell. Y'all what? shut up. I quit okay. hating. Uh, Belle is played by Thaddea Graham, and um, of note here, she plays a character whose name is one letter off of this character, instead of Belle, it's B, B-E-A, in a show called The Irregulars. Now, when I saw that, I went, I know that phrase, The Irregulars. Do you guys remember that phrase without looking at the notes? The Irregulars were mentioned in, I don't know, one of the episodes with... um, Oh, crap. Now I'm completely blanking on Strax and Jenny and what's crap. What's the Silurian who is the detective? Um, that, oh, what? oh, all of my Doctor Who street cred just completely vanished. You know who I'm talking about, Trip? Nope. The Silurian woman who was living in Victorian. I am a oh. lizard woman from the dawn of time. And this is my wife. That yeah. crap, guys. What is her name? <laughs> Anyways. Um, she mentioned the her irregulars, right? And part of that was the reason she mentioned it was because, as we find out in the course of those episodes, Doctor Holmes 
uh, Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Holmes, Sherlock Holmes is based off of her. Yeah. Remember we that's that was the conclusion that we came to, and Sherlock Holmes employed a group of basically street kids that he called his irregulars, and uh, this would I think this is this is like a British military term. Uh, folks across the pond, feel free to to uh, correct me here, but you had your regulars, which would be like your infantry. In, in, in military terms, like your infantry, you know, that kind of thing. And then you had your irregulars, what we would call like special forces. The oh. irregulars were the differently trained. They were not the regulars. So Holmes, Sherlock, lovingly called his his kids the irregulars. And they were sort of like his spies on the street where he would gather information and stuff like that. So the show, The Irregulars, I, I've never heard of this before. So I clicked on it. Like, what is this all about? Here's the description. Set in Victorian London, the series follows a gang of troubled street teens who are manipulated into solving crimes for the sinister Dr. Watson and his mysterious business partner, the elusive Sherlock Holmes. What? what? Is it what? turning them into bad guys? It seems like it. It's like, I want to watch this. Okay, it's here here's what it is. It's like, okay, you know how Maleficent was like, what if the what if the scary witch had a backstory that made you feel bad for her? This oh. is what if the irregulars, the the plucky young chaps in Sherlock Holmes were actually being like taken advantage of as child labor in Victorian England? By because, the sinister yeah, uh, yes, Dr. Yes, by the Watson. sinister doctor. So it is listed as a Netflix show in 2021. Mm. And so I looked it up. It's got one season and it is now in our watch list. Yes. So uh, <laughs> it's TV 14. So kids, ask your parents. But- uh, I think we ought to check it out. It sounds sounds amazing. So Thaddea Graham Bell plays B. She's one of the irregulars. So it uh, seems to be one of the main characters too. Bell and B. Bell and B. Yeah. 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 Um, Claire, we uh, didn't talk about her when we saw her for you know thirty seconds before, but we also saw like twelve new people that day, so we, wow. we didn't cover her at all. Claire is played by Annabelle Scully, 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 Sheffield. Anyways, um, she played Ginny Weasley in Harry Potter. What? Yeah. So mm. Harry Potter reference connection. Re- no. What? No what? I mean. I can't see what? it. No what? I was, what are you saying? I was doubting that because I'm like, she doesn't look anything like her. Uh, first of all, Ginny's a redhead. Which There's a different. thing called wigs and makeup. I know. Well, yeah. She voiced Ginny Weasley in the Deathly Hollows Part 2 video game and presumably just that video game. Wait, wait, what? what? That's what the IMDb wait, says. What? That's I looked dumb. Wait, what? So she's Is not that Ginny. What? So I just glossed over the part where it wasn't the movie? <laughs> wow. Oh <my> gosh. <laughs> That's Thanks for fact-checking. Fake news, everybody. Thanks Fake for fact-checking me live on the air. Thanks for that, Corbin. Um, wow. Yeah, I just saw Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I saw I that. Like, I'm okay, like, yeah, she's in Harry Potter. I was like, really? I didn't, yeah, I, don't. I didn't click on it. I didn't look any further than that. I was like, she's in Harry Potter. It's no. truth now. I it read it somewhere the on the truth. internet. That's right. Um, well, you know, okay. I, I've been proven wrong. Stranger things have happened. Um, she also, <laughs> and, and this I did fact-check, <laughs> because this seemed like kind of sketchy. Um, she screen tested with Matt Smith to be a companion. Hmm. So early days, like before Matt Smith, you know, was, was filming as the doctor, um, she screen tested and it was really weird the way, um, the way the, 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 the Wakia phrased it, which is why I went looking for it because it said that she ended up being replaced by, Oh no no! That she auditioned as either 
um, Amy or Clara. And I'm like, huh? that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> stack yeah. up at all. What? And I think they just phrased it poorly because I went and I looked up the actual Radio Times article and it's just that she screen tested with Matt Smith to potentially be a companion. Wow. And instead, we ended up with Amy and Rory and then later Clara. But to me, the Clara like, part doesn't what? make sense at all that yeah, you would even no. mention her. <laughs> like other than like she was also a, she a, companion, a companion of the 11th Doctor. But yeah. it's not like it's not like Claire lost out to her. That was like two years later. So that's not <laughs> yeah. a fair. That's that's like saying, you know, somebody read to be, you know, the, the doctor before David Tennant got chosen and later was replaced by Peter Capaldi. It's like, it's no, like no, 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 no. That, that no. actor didn't lose to Peter Capaldi. OK, that was later on that that happened. Um, so anyways, I thought that was interesting that she's. Uh, and by the way, there is um, also swirling rumors about her being a future companion. Can I just stop and say? I've been making some assumptions. Some of those assumptions may or may not have come across in the recording of this podcast. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember all the things that I say on the show, but I am like positive, just absolutely positive that no one will be left oh, yeah. in the RTD phase two area. Yeah. I, like we know Whitaker's on the way out, mm-hmm. but I've heard people talk about What's in store for Dan in the future with like, the 14th Doctor? And I'm like, no, there is not, no future. Yeah, he's and not. He is the 14th now, Doctor. <laughs> well, there, there's a theory. Um, I, my personal feelings is that we have never seen an actor. We've seen, we've seen companions make the jump from one Doctor to the next, but we've never seen a single actor make the, like a regular, make the jump to a new showrunner so far in New Who. Yeah. So I kind of feel like Dan and or uh, Yaz are wrapping up in a couple of weeks or by the end of the three specials, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't see either of the two of them still left when Whitaker is regenerated. Does that, what do you yeah. guys think? I mean, so, I hope Dan stays. I mean, Dan's great, but I think I think he's more like a doc, like a Donna, where yeah, you got like one season with him, and and unfortunately and he's going to have the shortest season in history. Uh, yeah. Um. Again, unless unless he's in the series uh, in the specials, but even then it'll only be nine episodes. Yeah. So yeah. he will still have arguably the shortest run of any <laughs> companion, probably. Yeah. Um. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but based off of. The last time we had specials like this, it was David Tennant. Yeah. You kind of got it with Matt Smith a little bit, but not as much. Remember he had the 50th anniversary episode? That's not really. It was, so you had, you had a season, then you had the 50th anniversary episode, then you had the Christmas special was his regeneration episode. Oh, so he had this okay. weird in between, like these, these two episodes, the 50th and the regeneration episode, the Christmas special that were outside of a season. Um, but really, it was David Tennant who had like, what do you have like a new year special and then an Easter special and then a fall special. I mean, it's basically what yeah. Whitaker's doing. I kind of feel like Dan and Yaz are gone at the end of the flux in whatever capacity. We I can, we can speculate. Just later. Yaz. I, I personally feel like Dan and Yaz are gone by the end of this, the, the flux and that Whitaker's specials 
will be like tenants where it'll be I, just her. I don't like that idea. Though. I'm not I, like I would love to see more of Dan and Yaz for that matter. But well, yeah. I, I just like that's that's my gut. I have no reason to believe that other than that's exactly what happened with David Tennant. Remember his three specials. Remember like Waters of Mars. You yeah, know, that, that, that was he very was like own. impactful to his person, and it it was very much part of his arc. Yeah, very I don't think that's arc. the direction they're going. You don't think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's just me. Or secondarily, we could have the three specials could be her and Carvanista. What do you think? <laughs> Carvanista I do and Dan more. being companions would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Here's what I want. I want. Carvanista and then Dan pretending to be Carvanista in the time storm and Yaz pretending to be whoever she was pretending to be like those three characters in the tactical gear as her, you know, they're all part of the squad, you know, for division or whatever. Uh, So that brings it down to the checklist. The name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Nope. Not really. No, it was like close couple times sort of but uh the creature of the week weeping angels um you know obviously we've talked about the weeping angels before um i have notes um i still understand how they work on a lot of different levels and first of all um y'all know we're not haters we we, we love this show and we certainly love the weeping angels but but i've got notes (laughs) i don't understand they zap you into the past and feed off of the quantum energy of the life you would have led. Okay. Right? I can get behind that. But you do live your life. You still Just live. in the past. You still live. It's still your... That's what I don't get. I think it means what are the they feeding figurative off? life you're abandoning. I get. I guess. But what, that's what not that how time works. Yeah. yeah. And that leaves a quantum feast. Like, what is going on yeah. there? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, Corbin, you noted that they looked more unique this time. Or was that you, Trip? One of y'all said that. Um, that they looked more, the angels looked more individual. Specifically, there was that one that was like wearing like overalls or something. It kind of looked like uh-huh. a child. Excuse me? Really? I don't remember that. I mean, we've seen well, child, one like overalls? We've seen child weeping angels. The one that zapped. Yeah, those were oh, the little babies. I forgot about them. Cherubs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the ones that zapped, the one that zapped the parents back in time, like uh, looked like a young child almost it, it did have a like smoother complexion maybe definitely wearing like, clothes that weren't like the normal really? robes or yeah, whatever yeah it, it was different it all. was slightly different i was too busy looking at their faces yeah, yeah. I, guess. I didn't notice that at all um okay even drawings now can be angels i feel like we've had this before. they have established anything that holds the image of they a, have whatever we're, that we're means taking, we took it to a new level with a sketch I don't think it's yeah. ever been a sketch, right? I don't We've seen them so. come out of a television screen. It's always been like pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an actual living image, yeah. like an image like image. contains not the real yeah. image. Yeah. We had, Doesn't that mean when the things were going and it made the angel? I thought that, that was going to come out of the paper. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I thought that was going to come to life and then it didn't. And, and I was like, didn't. well, uh, um, anyways... Um, the, if you burn the paper that the sketch is on, the angel will just burn. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that, that was, was really that was, cool. that was a cool effect. But then, like y'all said, when she put the fire out, it just it went was away. just gone. <laughs> and you're like, like, wait, so <laughs> it's either there or it's burning or it's not there. Okay. Um, some of them work for the division as an extraction squad. I thought that what was I mean that was cool. Yeah. Um, 
and then we had the, the whole idea of uh, oh gosh, what was it? Temporal, Tem- no temporal extraction, quantum, quantum, quantum extraction. extraction. Yeah, that was it. Um, okay, the little girl Peggy says no in regards to the angel touching you and zapping you back in time. No one survives it twice. That's new, right? Yes. Have we I ever feel like seen we've them seen touch people someone? get touched twice? Okay, we'll come back to that. But have we ever seen where the the older couple got touched and turned into stone and exploded? Have we no. ever seen that? That's like a new power that they yeah, have. No, I think that's new. And and secondly, Trip, maybe they, they just can't feed off of your life force twice for some reason. I mean, okay, so. I saw. Some I feel like chatter. in the past we had discussions about them just like continuously zapping you back in time to right. feed off your energy. So right. Didn't like, they do that with Rory or something? So there was a lot of discussion this week online about Amy and Rory both being zapped back twice. Yeah. Were they? Um, well, Rory, okay. Oh, well, Rory, def- Rory definitely was. I don't remember if Amy, Amy was. was. Rory got zapped back and then the doctor and Amy went after him in the TARDIS, didn't they? I, I think like, they. Um, I think they, they went yeah. back in the TARDIS to where he was. Yeah. After seeing old Rory in the in the bed or whatever. And at the end of that episode, they both he got zapped up. back, and she did. But we've already seen that he's invincible in every way. Well, there's that. Yeah. So. The other thing was a couple of people pointed out that that was also the episode where Amy and Rory jumped off the the building in order to create a paradox. Yeah. And. And then it like reset everything and they ended up back in present time, New York. So maybe and that the doctor's did. like, Oh, it's like nothing ever happened. So the fans were, the fans that were talking about this were saying, that's why they were able to get zapped again in the graveyard at the end of the episode, huh. because the paradox made it like nothing ever happened. But that so, was obviously not intentional. Yeah. If anything, oh, that's it's retroactive. Definitely, it's definitely, yeah. uh, uh, reading into it from, you know, the vantage point that we have now. Um, but that was, that was odd to me, that, that stipulation. So now we yeah. seem to have a new rule about the angels. They can't send you back twice. Um, but they, so if they touch you the second time, they just kill you immediately instead of what did the doctor say once that they, they, they kill you in the kindest way possible by making you live to death or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I did love when they were, they were, uh, walking through the tunnel and, um, the, 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 like, there was like an earthquake type of thing going on and there's dust flying around and, and Jericho says, are they doing that? And she says, yes, trying to get you to blink or sneeze. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, yeah. and then she goes, cause you can't sneeze with your eyes open. I was like, that's actually really smart. That yeah. The angels would yeah. like make it dusty <laughs> because like, then you huh. would sneeze. And every time you would sneeze, they'd get a little closer, you know? Um, they're just like in the walls now yeah. too. What? I'm severely confused. The about- arms are just coming out of the walls. Like, how are they able to interact with stuff while frozen? Because they were, like, shaking the tunnels, and yeah. they've been causing lights to flicker for a long time. Yeah. While frozen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, presumably that's just, like, manipulating an energy field or something. Like, you can, you can time quite you explain You the, can spacey-wacey your yeah. way out of that one. Um, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid that we are having the Borg effect with the Weeping Angels. I like at the end of this episode, I went, okay, I've had enough weeping angel episodes. Okay. I would like to remember them fondly the way they are right now. Just beginning to show cracks in the facade where I'm starting to go, wait, what? Yeah. If we have like seven more episodes of the weeping angels, like over the next couple of years too much. Yeah. Like if it becomes like once a season. Okay. Here's what I mean. I 
don't want the Weeping Angels to become the Daleks in five years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be five I years like, from now going, oh, another episode with the Weeping Angels. Because I liked their first episode. It was awesome. It was great. They could yes. have left it off there. Honestly. If you had never brought them back, yes. I would have been fine. I would have been fine. Now, I think that in the handful of times that they've come back, it's been okay. Um, a lot of the stuff that I was reading online this week was talking about how immediately Moffat in the second episode with the Weeping Angels, Moffat was already trying to retroactively plug plot holes that fans were posting online about how easily you could defeat the angels. Yeah. And that's why you end up with things like uh, them being able to turn off your flashlights and they can come out of the screen. And like, so he started like adding to their powers and abilities because, because people were saying, all you got to do is like wink with your left eye and then your right eye, you know, like that whole thing. Um, so then he showed Amy even doing that. I think one of y'all mentioned. Um, so I like, I kind of feel like let's retire the angels and let them live as yeah. this amazing creature that is, is terrifying because the, I'll be honest with you in the first episode in blink, I'm so busy being terrified of them that I cannot think about them logically. Yeah. But every subsequent time that we've interacted with them, when you have the doctor saying things like they're faster than you can imagine. And that is so that when you blink and they've suddenly traversed 20 feet, that's why, right? Because they're faster yeah. than you can imagine. But then when you have scenarios where somebody turns their back for like five seconds and you yeah. turn around and they've moved six inches, I'm like, yeah. okay, I get that that's scary that you've turned around and they're in your face with the claws out and their fangs out and everything. But that's only scary in service of the story. It doesn't make any sense yeah. within universe for them to not have devoured you at that point. They did that with Claire in this series where she turned around like three times for way too long yes. and it still didn't get her. Exa it, it, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like, it, it's, it's like the further away they are, the faster they are. Because they can be out on the horizon and you blink and all of a sudden they're halfway to you. And then the next time you blink, they're halfway to you. <laughs> and the next time you blink, they're halfway to you. They can only ever and come halfway to you. <laughs> Exactly. They can only ever travel halfway to you. That's what it is. And that's, that's the thing is I'm kind of like, ah, let's maybe retire them while they're still great. You know, like let's, let's, let's let them retire while it's still great and good. Yeah. And, and yeah. we don't tear them apart. Cause I'm afraid that if we have them again and that now they have a whole new set of powers. Oh, I don't know. Like the ability to live in a human being's mind indefinitely, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, or maybe, maybe turn her into a weaving angel. And now that was all very thinking. confusing. And now the they just doctor can. has turned into one. Like I get they the feeling that the them. next episode, I'm going to be very unhappy with what they do with the angels. Yeah. Cause obviously we're not done with the angels. We've, they've got to play prominently next week. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if the next episode is it confirming the fan theory that the time Lords either are weaving angels or created the weaving angels or whatever, um, cool, let's do that. Yeah. But if we go much beyond that and like add a bunch of new powers and how like anybody in the universe could be a weeping angel and now we have like sleeper cells of angels all over the <laughs> galaxy or whatever, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be thrilled with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad enough when like any statue could become an angel. Yeah. I think was we, that a thing they said? I think we discussed, I think we had that. The Statue of that Liberty was a, came. Right. That huh? was in that Amy yes. and Rory The Statue episode. of Liberty like yeah. came up to them like what? Yep. 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 Anywho, that and that was the uh, that was the second time Amy encountered the angels. The first time was with uh, River Song, and yeah. they were in that cave, 
and there were the statues and suddenly somebody revealed that the natives of that planet had two heads, but those statues didn't, which meant they were angels. I was like, uh, what? we knew that though. Yeah, we already knew that. <laughs> but they don't have wings or they don't look anything. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, the TARDIS, um, two things that should never be put together. Well, three, if you count me to which Corbin says, it's a good thing. They actually have couplings that interlock with each other. <laughs> That's, that was, yes. Um, and then I love her statement. Well, there's an element of danger. In fact, the only element. <laughs> Hey, wait, that's, that's like prime time for the doctor, man, to, to jump in and shine. Um, why was the speaking of other things on the checklist, the Sonic? Why was the Sonic hot? Is this oh, the second yeah. time what? this has happened this I season? I think so. It is. Why does the Sonic suddenly get hot? Like one to time it was buzzing like a pager. Like scalding. Yeah. <laughs> I did tell you to take it out. Here, turn me on. Wait. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like. I mean, does that mean that the Sonic is always passively scanning yeah. in her pocket? Because she wasn't pulling it out, scanning for anything. Nope. It got hot and caused her to pull it out and scan and realized, oh, there's a bunch of energy over there. Like, what? Mm. What? Um, and then at one point, it was basically like a souped up flashlight. Oh, yeah. Or no, no, no. She used it to soup up a flashlight. That's what it was. She used yeah. the Sonic. She pointed it at a flashlight and went. It's like, you're not going to take my flashlight. And the flashlight was brighter. And I was like, yeah. Uh, uh, I just say. I love yeah, the way that. Sonic energy. Magic wand. I love how that scene was done. First of all, because the it did the thing where they were moving like six inches at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But I just love like how narrow is that flashlight that it was like only shining their face one face at a time. Yeah. yeah, you can go to the Dollar General and buy a flashlight that'll light <laughs> up an entire room. You'd have to try. Okay, to but be... this was in 1967, and it was just a dude's flashlight in his house. It wasn't okay, a yes. tactical flashlight for a police cruiser or something. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, the psychic paper told uh, Jericho that the doctor was from the Institute of Psychic Investigation. Mm. To which the doctor says, "Seems so interesting." To which Trip goes, "The psychic paper said she's from the Institute of Psychic Investigation." <laughs> yep, it finally happened. I think I just unlocked my <laughs> nice. third eye. Oh, ooh, nice. Uh, there's stuff we noticed. Um, oh my gosh, man. When Claire's voice, like, it didn't get angely. It just got demonic, if anything. Yeah, that was kind of weird. She said, there is no time. Not anymore. The end begins now. Again, there will be no escape. Not this time. Not for her. Not for them. Not for you. And I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. chill out. <laughs> that like, line, the end begins okay. now again, just what? had me rolling. Like, that was, I, that's so timey-wimey. I love it. The end begins now. Again. Stop. I don't understand what's happening. Um, uh, oh, crap. What was her name? Old Peggy. What did she become? Old Mrs. Peggy? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Anyways, I don't even know. Um, she told the priest guy, count the headstones, then you'll know I'm right. Which Corbin says, why did he have to count them to notice the giant angel statue? Which? He's like, 96, 97. 98 and i'm like that wasn't the it also first just thing so happened to be the last one that it counted. was yeah I even that. though there were ones to the right of it yeah. he was coming at it from the left and there were <laughs> stones to the right of it which means he started on one side of it and counted his way in a circle i guess <laughs> and came back to this without the whole time having... not noticing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and that is not a headstone hey by the way what happened to that guy he got he teleported got... to the past and then i guess he and got then teleported what? twice Died, i guess who knows yeah i i didn't understand the idea that uh the whole village disappeared twice i i didn't understand that so presumably the angels attacked that village in 1901 
and zapped everyone back in time. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So the village, everyone in the village disappeared. So there's a weird news story about that time a village disappeared. And then in 1967, the angels attack the same village and presumably zap everyone back to 1901. Wait. So where did they all go? I'm assuming they got hit twice because Peggy knew nobody lives twice. Oh, you're right. Huh. When she said everyone's gone, I assumed that meant she saw the angels zap all of the 1901 residents of the village back in time. No, that means maybe nobody also, lived there. Maybe she saw some of that, but also saw, oh, hey, I recognize him from my time. Yeah. And so that means he's been zapped once. Uh-oh, when he got zapped twice, he died. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. But then I didn't understand why the village was floating in space. Yeah. Except quantum extraction. They took it out of which, time. Wait. I also... Out of time, but what does that mean out of yeah, space? Yeah. Wow. How does that equate? I don't, I don't understand. Maybe there's more about that next week or something. There's also one. (laughs) Cut for time. Cut for time. That was part of the four episodes we lost. There's like a really tiny detail. When the old dude got zapped back to the past. The uncle or whatever? Yeah. Uh Normally you get zapped back like exactly where you are in space. But exactly where he was was on the other side of that barrier. Wait. Wait, do you? That's what it sounds like. I think like, so. Um, Dan and Yaz landed right in that field. Presumably, yeah. like, no, they didn't. exactly where they were. Yeah. No, they didn't. They landed in the village. Oh, no, they did. They were out in the field, but when they got zapped back, they were, like, in town square. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't didn't they know. zap back into that field? They're like, where are we? And then they Oh, and walked then they walked the into village. the village? Oh, I think I that's know. what happened. I don't know, but Jericho was down in his basement and got zapped into the the, to the field right next to the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. It's inconsistent is what we're saying. Inconsistent. One thing that we did talk about uh, while we were watching it was, A, why did that uncle and the aunt scream when they get zapped back? And B, how did we hear the scream yeah. in the present? And how were they not freaking out when they were back in the past? Because they like... They're like, it's day they now. They screamed, but then all they think is that it just became day all of a sudden. Why it's were they like, screaming? I don't understand why it's light. And, oh, look, there's another one of those statues. Let's go get near it again, because that worked out great the last time. Yeah, she last saw her husband disappear. Yeah, and s- while screaming, and then when I got close to it, I screamed my way away, and now well, it's light Memories outside. erased? Like, I what happened Yeah, th- those two characters made zero sense. No sense. They were just the annoying people to be the dumb parents. Like, they have to have an every... Single they were like Disney level, yeah, <laughs> bad yeah. step parents. Don't walk in front of the statue. She like, I don't see any problem with this. Yeah, I, oh, I, no. I, I shan't be talked down to by some young whippersnapper. <laughs> Both of my parents just died. Yeah, I didn't like them too much, anyways. Oh, that was rough. I was like, when she goes, "Wow, he was never nice to me." I'm like, cold hardcore, hard, dude. <laughs> cold blooded. Um, yeah, that was that was awesome. kind of that was kind of rough. It was one thing when, like, the aunt was chewing out the uncle. Like, it, would it kill you to say one nice thing to her ever? I was like, yeah, right on. And But then when the little girl was like, I didn't like you anyway. He was never very nice to me. I'm glad he turned into stone shattered. It's <laughs> like, whoa. Because she didn't say it, like, mournful at yeah. all. Like, he was never nice to me. The thing is, me. like. He never was nice to me. It was just like, man, he got his comeuppance. I can't, I can't tell if maybe because it's a child, she's not the greatest actor, but. She is. She was a little hollow. Weird vibes. Yeah, she was a little hollow. But I, I don't know if that was intentional, maybe. though. 
Maybe it was intentional because this was just sort of a creepy episode in general. Hey, uh, who's who? Uh, what is the flux? Like, seriously, what the heck? Who put that? Was that oh, you, yeah. Corbin? Yeah. <laughs> Corbin moved, can we talk about the flux into the who's who? Because we already had what is the division. Now we have what is the flux? Like, seriously, what the heck? Uh, Pisano, uh, a presumably the planet, got left with, did I get this right? A quarter of a sun, a third of a moon, half a planet. I'm sorry, do like, they know what, what a sun is? Uh, how do you mean? How do you or have like, a- how do you just like cut it so there's just a fourth left? Like what oh, the- yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not rock. It's, we were talking about that the other day about like there is no like surface of the sun in like the sense of like the earth's surface. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you, presumably if you cut away a third of, uh, three quarters of the mass of the star, it would just be Come a back. smaller sphere. I guess. Not like. But that's not how it looked like it was working because it looked like right, it was no, no, that's tearing what I'm saying. it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that again, uh, how does this thing work? Because we've seen it, we've seen it before it even touched a planet, caused the planet to collapse on itself like Vulcan collapsing onto the red matter in Star yeah. Trek 2009. <laughs> um, we've seen it presumably the aftermath where it looked like old fashioned blitzkrieg bombing of, <laughs> of a city. Yeah. And now we've seen it tear multiple planets to, to like tear half of the planet away. Like yeah. we've seen a couple the of times is, now where bell has flown by a planet. That's like half destroyed with this one though. There was like all the rubble left. So it kind of looked like it tore it, but didn't suck any of the pieces exactly. or something. Yeah. It's Which, like it cracked it. Then it's not vaporizing. And I guess it's yeah. so like the other day when we watched oblivion and the way the moon looked there where like they, they blew up, the moon yeah. so like half of it was still spheroid but there were like streaks of debris hanging off of it and stuff like that yeah i i don't understand how the flux works i really don't get it so who is professor eustatius jericho you ask my favorite random character of the season oh yeah i love jericho awesome. man he was fantastic like from the jump this guy like you know what's funny is when he's talking to claire and claire said something about Yes, quite bothersome when you're trying to get a base reading. And he goes, oh, yes, right. I forgot you are very with it. And I'm like, no, sir, Mr. Jericho, you are very with it. Because yes. someone's about to come in and turn your world upside down. And you're going to roll with the punches. And you're going to be like, I've been to war, sucker. You think some stone statues are going to mess with me? I don't think so. I am <laughs> Professor Eustatius Jericho. I am not Mr. Nothing. Professor. <laughs> professor. I don't care if you sound like me when you're talking to me and trying to get in my head. You're not going to do it. I'm Professor Jericho. <laughs> That's going to be my new side character. I'm just going to gonna break in. I hope he's around because we like he was there at the end of this episode. He's hanging he was, out with the companions. Yeah. So right now, the companions technically consist of Dan, Yaz, Peggy and Professor Jericho. Professor Jericho. Professor Jericho. Um, Next companion. The doctor says, (laughs) he makes the jump to RTD. Uh, The doctor said, you're under siege and don't even stop to be scared. Just curious to learn more. A true scientist, she calls him. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh, Corbin, were you the one who said that was a baller line? Yeah. you want to read this one? You are observed and this is my power over you. Amazing. (laughs) To which Tripp said, the next line was just as baller. (laughs) You got this one? He says, for now, we are patient. We have time. And he just which, like, like, which the closed captioning capitalized, by the way. Capitalized time. Did y'all catch that? Uh, it said, we have t- 
time. Like, I'm not sure I trust captions. He was capitalized. But. I mean, yeah, considering how many things they get wrong, but but I was like, oh wait, what? Mm-hmm. Because time apparently is a force. A thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I don't know why I put this note under Jericho. They can just be in the walls now. That was in regards to the uh, um, the angels. angels. Yeah, that was so like, weird. Pop out of the walls. What? Very weird. Why were they there? And then like the whole mound like started glowing, and they what? teleported out of the walls yeah what yeah that was yeah while everyone was watching it happen yeah yeah it was very weird uh what is the division they use every species every world every moment so mm-hmm. when the doctor's like they use angels to do their bidding and she's like uh they use everybody's sister calm down but you're not sister? special what uh yeah. yeah i got all sassy for no reason i got sassy who is Claire, finally? Uh, she's stuck in 1967, and it was November 21st. Oh. The episode aired on November 21st, oh. 2021. She was November 21st, 1960. I just, I, I like it when they do that. Okay. There's no, it serves no purpose. No purpose, no purpose at all. For it to be the same day, but whatever, 44 years in the past. Or, I can't do that. 54? 54 years in the past. That's um, Was it, um, oh, yeah, okay. So Corbin, um, Corbin pointed this out. When at the very beginning of us seeing her with Professor Jericho, she's got the thing on her head and Jericho says, what is the date? And she says, November 21st, 1967, which registers as a lie. Yeah. It, it registered as though she was being deceptive. Then when she, he said, what is your birthday? And she said, whatever, May, May 13th, uh, 1985. Oh, what? And he's like, I'm sorry. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, no, no. She didn't say I'm sorry. She just pretended like he heard her wrong. I said May 13th, 1935. Huh. And that registered as a lie. That makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. But why did it register <coughs> that 19, her saying it, it today's yeah. date is She's been there for two years. She should believe that that's the date. Yeah. And I didn't. Like what? Like I get what they were trying to communicate. It just wasn't consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if she hadn't been there for very long and you could say, well, internally, she's still in conflict about whether this is all real or something like that. Maybe. But But like she's been been there for two years. Like she's used to it now. Like we have seen that when the angels send somebody back in time, eventually they just settle in and make a life. They just live out their life in the past. That's that's what they do. Um, Who said this one? Was this you, Corbin? Oh, yeah. There was some weird line that they had where so was it where she was explaining that she was having the visions she was explaining she was having the visions and at first i assumed that the angel was doing that but the doctor has a line like oh you're a seer or whatever you Mm -hmm. saw the angel in your future and whatever has the image of an angel becomes an angel so she saw the angel. She had a vision of she it? She had a vision of it. Which then the angel the... infected her mind because she had that image in her head. That's what, what? it sounded like they yeah. were saying, which implies Claire's psychic visions are her own, not an angel's. So yeah. can she actually see the future? Yeah. I guess so. Huh. <coughs> Wait. What? So, well, wait, was there a line where they said that the reason she was seeing the visions was because of the angel? No, that was just no, an assumption I that's had. That's what I oh, thought. Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah, because she said uh, she had a vision of a blue box called a TARDIS, um, the doctor's face, yeah. her telling her not to blink. All of that was stuff easily. About a that, date and everything. Like that was stuff the angel could have known, especially given their wibbly wobbly nature. So I okay. assumed that was okay. the angel feeding her this information. Yeah. But no. But if wasn't. the angel only infected her mind because of a vision she had. Okay, so here's here's a uh, a question a couple layers deeper. Because, okay, so we've established that anything that contains the image of an angel is itself an angel, which yeah. is weird. Um, but that's strange. how we got. Yeah. That's how we got the angel coming out of the screen to get Amy, right? Yeah. And then later on in the episode, we discover that because she saw the angel, that means that her mind contains the image of an angel. Which? So therefore, yeah. So first of all, again, going back to my earlier statement, I don't understand how these things work. So now anybody who has seen an angel angel could potentially become one, which again, I hope that's not where we're going next week. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, that maybe explains what happened to the doctor at the end of this episode. Like she's seen so many angels that she just contained an angel. Why wouldn't they have used that before? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like a, yeah, a thousand different opportunities. Okay, but but here's the thing, right? If you if you think of the angels like stormtroopers, right? Just like the faceless mob, they're just the baddie of the week, uh-huh. and and they're not individuals; they're a swarm. They're zombies, right? Yeah. You don't think of them as people, as individuals. You think of them as a swarm. But now, here is the the case where Claire's mind, because she had a vision of an angel. She had never even actually seen one. Well, yeah. She just had a psychic vision of one. Because she had the psychic vision of an angel, that angel took psychic root in her mind. It's not that she became an angel. Yeah. And again, a faceless mob. It is that a specific angel took up residency in her mind. What? So what happened to... That angel's like physical body. What happened wow. to that angel's mind and psychic power and energy or whatever? I mean, whatever happens. To Are there now start... two copies of that angel? Uh, they're shooting at the the screens button. all the time, right? So I assume they're somehow moving themselves through I space. mean, that's already weird to, yeah. to think of. But if you said, okay, well, okay. But going back to that example with Amy... She was looking at a recording of an angel. Yeah. So when that angel came out of the screen, what happened to the physical angel that had been recorded on that video? Who knows? Is there now two of them? Like I said, it's the transporter problem from Star Trek. Like, which angel is the one that's hiding from the division? The the one stuck in Claire's mind? Or the physical being that got left behind? Or did it get left behind? Did but it also crumble or I, like what? left her brain at some point because we saw it standing outside of her body at the end of the episode. How the heck does that oh, work? Oh, it uh, did. Yeah. Because the one with the crack yeah, was see, standing behind her. Yeah. See, uh, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, guys. When you just throw Superman's ass, now you now that's canon. Now that now you've got to stick with that. You got to make yeah. it internally consistent. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Um, who is Belle? Not just the actress, but the actual character. She said, my universe, look what you've been through. To which I immediately paused and went, my universe? If she's talking As opposed to, to our universe? The yeah. prime universe the doctor's from? Because this is not the same universe? Is it what I'm saying? 
I think you might but he's, might be reading into he's it. Talking, I, might make, I might be making two letters in one syllable. If she's talking to Vender, and Vender was in the universe. I didn't know who she was talking to in that one. Because now we're just I don't think she's talking to anyone. She's, she's just, just leaving recording. But we know that Vender is in the same universe as her because... At right. The end. Right, but but I, but I still I still firmly believe that the flux sucked the doctor and her companions into this other. Then universe. why wouldn't it have sucked them in as well? Maybe they were all. So they're there. what's left in that universe, and we got put into a new one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have all the answers yet. I don't think the show does. No, I do. I, I, I no, no, no. Because I mean, they they're done. Well, they filmed. Yeah, they well, have yeah. listen. Oh my gosh. The end of an era, guys. The thirteenth Doctor's TARDIS has been disassembled. <laughs> that, that set has been torn down. Wow, they are wow done. They filmed the specials. <laughs> they filmed her regeneration scene. Oh, um, yeah, that's the thing. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was one week ago. She's officially wrapped. Whitaker is done. She so they wrapped. they know who the fourteenth no. Doctor. <laughs> nope. No, nice. Well, no, no, no. Uh, let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. Somebody might know. It. Somebody might know. Somebody I don't know. But they filmed Whitaker's portion of the regeneration scene, and that's it. Mm. Oh. Or at the very least, she said, the 14th Doctor wasn't there. And she said, they're not telling me anything. Mm. So, and okay. you can believe her or not, but she ain't telling you anything if she knows anything. Yeah. Uh, but presumably, you don't know. Because I don't think, if I remember correctly, I don't think uh, she and Capaldi met on the set. Tennant and Smith did. Tennant and Smith, there's, there's video of them behind the oh. scenes of them like swapping out um, after after the, the regeneration scene, I think. Um, I think I've, I've made, have I made that up? I think that's I think that's accurate. Um, but yeah, like Capaldi and Whitaker, I don't even think we're on the set together. Um, huh. Yeah, met later. So anywho, um, yeah, they have wrapped. The TARDIS has been torn down. So they, they 100% know, they know the whole thing. Well, yeah. Um, whether or not it's going to be consistent, who, who knows? I cannot imagine Whitaker and whoever else has been in these episodes uh, have to sit on that for a year. Yeah. Her regeneration episode is next November, guys. It's a month. It's 12 months from now. Huh. Can you imagine having to sit on that information? And if it were me, I wouldn't want to know who the 14th Doctor is. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know at all because I couldn't live with it for a year. You know, like you hear these stories about like Mark Hamill knew that Darth Vader, uh, spoiler alert, was his, was Luke's dad. Um, Mark Hamill knew that for a year before that movie came out and was released. He knew that secret, and he was the only person in the cast who knew. Mm. I don't even think the Darth Vader film that knew. scene because mm-hmm. he had to film the scene. No, no, no. When they fi- I, we've talked about this before. When they filmed the scene, they fed false dialogue in. They um. The, the, the guy who plays Darth Vader would, would uh, the, the, the guy who plays the, the physical body of him, not the voice, that's James Earl Jones, he would do the lines on mm-hmm. set and he said, um, uh, Luke says, you, Obi-Wan said that you killed my father and he said, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. Oh. And that was, for a long time, that was what all the cast believed was the big twist. Oh, what a twist. But only Mark Hamill knew. And, and I, don't, I don't even know if he knew before he filmed that scene. I think he just reacted on that basis rather than you're my father. Anyways, um, so who is Belle? Yeah, uh, she knew about passenger forms. I thought that was interesting that um, 
that she seemed to like she she had heard about them on one of her missions or whatever. So whatever military she and I think and maybe she's part of Vendor or was part, part of, of division. Yeah, because Vendor also knew what a TARDIS so. was, which um, we've discussed is kind of strange. Especially to look at an object that is a police box and say, that's a TARDIS? Uh, no, remember, it, it wasn't until he stuck his head in Right, he saw inside. Yeah. I am still but, sticking to the idea that Vendor and Bell are the timeless child's parents. That everything that's happening with Bell is happening in the distant past in a different universe. And either... We're all in that universe. No, no, we have to be because now we have, we have, Vendor has caught up. He's hot on her trail, right? Yeah. So we are in that universe in that time. But I am convinced that they ended up there because the flux pulled, pulled the doctor and her companions in there. Whatever happened to Vendor, I don't know. Hmm. What his encounter with the flux sent him to the Temple of Atropos. I don't believe that that is the same process that happened to the doctor and the companions yeah but the temple of atropos is definitely in the prime universe i don't know guys i don't I know. think that I don't know. that is its own universe or something the temple yeah planet, the planet called time yeah okay. i think that's out of mm. both universes I don't know. um who is vendor like i said he's catching up to bell i thought that was cool he's like hot on her trail um oh corbin you had notes about the thing later right we're gonna talk yeah. about that later yeah um, who is the doctor? The angel says she was in division and ran, just like the angel did. She said, I, like you, ran. Uh, the angel claims to have all knowledge of division, including the memories that were taken from the doctor. Now, that's interesting. So how did she get those memories? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Did she have like some sort of like her own I mean, perhaps version of the Matrix or something? She could just <gasps> mean she... Because the angels are time lords. Ah. <laughs> or she could just know all the debriefs, and that's what she means by having her memories. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think she means she has her memories. Well, yeah, yeah. Some sort of psychically way. She just has the knowledge Yeah. Uh, of what happened, what what was erased from the doctor's uh, memory or the timeless child or whatever we call her at that point. Um, what's this? I wrote this because the doctor attempts to oh. outrun the angels. <laughs> Which will now be the second reference to her presumably having like Sonic the Sonic, Hedgehog speed. <laughs> yeah, like just super fast. That I can beat you, and then she turned around. Yeah, especially given that they have in no way like said how fast the angels are. It's up in the air to just halfway. as fast as we want to be halfway. Well, yeah, halfway, halfway fast. And she's like, "Oh, but I can outrun them." It's like, are they trying to establish this as a new power that she can? run really fast i don't yeah i feel like they're almost misinterpreting that scene in what was it heaven sent was that the episode where he does the, the mind, mind palace, palace thing, thing? Yeah. that was just him thinking quick he wasn't actually moving any faster <laughs> yeah that was the whole point he was basically moving slower in comparison to his brain yeah he just so that he could brain. survive like that was the whole point <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that whole thing didn't make any sense where she's like, oh, now I'm ready to go, but I can't without turning around. I'm like, why? Why? You can't walk backwards? I don't understand what's happening here. So that, that whole scene didn't make any sense other than they had to establish that for whatever reason, the angels weren't going to chase her down anymore. Which they I still don't understand why. could have done by her blinking on accident or I, something. Yeah, or sneezing. 
That would have been funny. That would have been great, actually. That would have, that would have been, oh, we planted the seed, and then here you go. But instead, we decided to have her try and outrun them. I don't know. Corbin, I want to talk about to this week's episode. I want to talk about this freaking message at the Bell Leaves yeah. Vendor because the more I think about it, the less it makes sense and, and the more yeah. angry and I get. And let me assure you, folks, he's been thinking about it. I have been. <laughs> it's just all right. It's cl- say it because I was I was talking over top of you. What is it? The problem the the it's message the that, message the bell left vendor, okay. which is absurdly <laughs> contrived, because yeah. they wanted they wanted okay. vendor to know he was on the right track without knowing Bell's coordinates. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So what they create is a device that creates a short recording that you can only do once. Yeah, you can only record one time. Which she then has to explain, both so we know the mechanics and as an extra time waster. (laughs) And by explaining it, she is admitting that she knows these facts, but still does not prepare what she's going to say The very explaining of the facts is flaunting those facts. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She does not prepare what she's going to say at all. Right. Just talks mindlessly for like 30 (laughs) seconds. And at the very end is like, oh, right, coordinates. Oh, right. The, oh, crap. the one thing that I needed to communicate here. I could have said nothing else, but Trip, what, what did you say? Coordinate. Here's my coordinate. Yeah, my, here's coordinates. my coordinates. I love you. <laughs> That's yeah. all she needed Boom. to say. I just love Get the coordinates out of the way, then do the same. This is stuff. like majorly what was, what important. Was your, what was your favorite line, Corbin? What was your favorite oh, line? Oh, what was it? Oh, and you know me. I'm not a fan of kidnapping. <laughs> Don't say that. Shut not up. necessary. Shut up. Who is other Why? than kidnappers like i also hate the message itself because like everything she says is exactly the kind of self-narration she's been doing <laughs> yeah grinds my gears i hate it it's like why are you talking at all <laughs> i just and you know me i'm not a fan of kidnapping i'm like you want to know you want to so know the, the very first problem that i had with this whole situation what is that um whatever the crap the guy's name was, the guy that he that, that she saved and that Vendor... Uh, by the way, the guy that on the entire planet, Vendor finds one guy yeah. and says, have you seen this woman? And he's like, yes. And he goes... And Vendor rightly says, are you kidding? <laughs> like, really? Because I didn't actually think anybody was going to say yes, but you did. The first person we've seen him ask said yes. Yeah. Um, and he says... I saw her doing something before she left. What? Would you like to, let me show you where it is. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. How was he supposed to find this thing? My thought was, my thought was, A, why would you say something as cryptic as I saw her doing something? I thought it was going to be like a statue or a (laughs) monument or a pile of rocks, you know, with an arrow or a set of, or a set set of of coordinates carved into the rock. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is so vital. You should have scratched it into the stone yes, wall. Like, yes. Um, you ran wh- out of time. Okay. Too bad. Why would Blast she, why would the she leave the message on a very uh, presumably sensitive piece of electronics embedded into the side of a mountain instead That's of... That's what I love. I don't know. Leaving it with the guy. Is that saying, a function of this device? That it <laughs> embeds itself in walls? Like, what is this thing? Also, why would she still leave it there if she didn't get the one thing that she needed? 
I guess After to say you're on the right track. It, she's like, oh, that's very true. I have nothing. Well, presumably, presumably, right before you can record, you have to do the embed yourself in the mountain face function of the device. I yeah. I like, I, just, I just love, even for him to find this, it's so ridiculous that this happened. Yeah. Because it walked quite a distance from where she landed. So if he was yeah. somehow following her path, he'd be lost after that. Yeah. And embeds it in a random rock wall. And then, by the way, what happened to the dude? Yeah, he just left, I guess. He didn't even actually, he wasn't even in the scene. He wasn't in the shot when Vendor found the thing. And then I love that he walks up to it, taps on it or whatever to activate it, and then walks exactly the right distance back from it. So presumably there is a known projection distance that that thing sends out the image or whatever. I just... Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was with I was with you on that one. And I, that it was very like, what, what are we doing is here? this device? Is it like is it like the three D holographic video version of Thomas Edison's original little recording device? It can only hold like thirty <laughs> seconds. Like, what is this thing? It's like, why well, would you ever want this? A three dimensional holographic recording takes up way more space than an MP three. Make it even audio. way more than MP three. But like, we have like. Solid state terabyte discs. Make make it audio only. Or make it audio. (laughs) Like, we have like, you know, terabyte discs smaller than that thing was. Yeah. I so confused. I did not understand. Like you said, it was so incredibly contrived. All she had to do was say, here's my coordinates. Or like you said, after she tripped, you, you brought up the perfect point. At the end of the recording, she knew that she didn't leave the coordinates. So why not carve them into the rock next to it? I, yeah. It, uh, and I also love, what is the point of him not knowing the coordinates? Because if they want it to take him longer to catch up I, to considering her. Considering we have two episodes left. Yeah, I yeah. don't know either. But even if they want him to take long, take a long time to catch up, they can just say he's really far behind her. Yeah, right she now. left months ago instead of. Yeah, yeah. there's no ago, established really. time frame right now for like how far apart these events exactly, happen. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the whole, yeah. Anyways, it's so ridiculous. Hey guys, Noobs and the Hoobian is brought to you by Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do, be do. Head over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. Find your favorite way of supporting your favorite podcast. Uh, let's get on down to the Classic Who Connection. Let's hear what Jared has to say this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for The Village of the Angels. We have yet another example of the Doctor's bigger on the inside pockets. Time Lord technology pockets. Uh, so, yeah, when she, I think it was, it was Claire, it was uh, Clara. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really remember, but... Uh, um, you know, she's pulling all kinds of stuff out of pockets and putting it in the other person's hand. You know, Genesis of the Daleks, the doctor did, that's the fourth doctor, did the same kind of thing with uh, with his companion there. Um, so we, uh, it, it, we've, we've seen, we've talked about this before, we've seen it before, but this was like, I don't know, I don't know if it was intentional or if they just thought it was fun or what, but it, it felt like it was almost like a remake of that scene, but obviously that was with Daleks and... Davros and this is uh, the Weeping Angels, but still, um, it w- was interesting. It, it just felt very, very similar to me. Uh, so when establishing the telepathic connection with Claire, the doctor touches Claire and verbally says the word contact. 
this is what the third doctor would do and say when doing the same thing, establishing a telepathic connection. I don't remember other doctors saying contact uh, like that. So, uh, you know, we know that Chibnall grew up watching Doctor Who in the 80s. He was watching reruns. We know that he is a, um, despite not having a ton of Classic Who connections in in a lot of his episodes, we know he is a fan of of Classic Who. So that's definitely direct draw from from the third Doctor there. And finally, we have uh, what seems like on the surface just a simple reference again to the third Doctor uh, where the... uh, where she's, the, the, the doctor says, she says uh, to, that she's reversing the ne- neutron flow. Uh, she's got the, the, the leather uh, de- strap devices on the he- heads of the two uh, angels. And she's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to give them a headache and it's going to distract them. Uh, so that it seems like, okay, yeah, that's a nice little classic who con- connection. Third doctor, fourth doctor, fifth doctor, all have quoted that. Uh, you know, became a, a, a reoccurring line, uh, starting with the third doctor. But there's sort of another level there. It, it's they they went kind of to a meta level on this one uh, because he's using you know Doctor Jericho or Professor Jericho is using an electroencephalogram. If I've got that pronounced right, I'm pretty sure I do. I did look it up, but uh, by now I'm forgetting if I got it just right. But anyway, you know, the the, the it's it's reading the uh, I don't know synapses, brain waves, whatever's going on in there. It's reading that and and it's scratching on the paper the the readings, right? So the third doctor, remember, he was stuck on Earth. He was a scientific advisor to Unit, and he got into studying the human brain. And he was doing the exact same experiments in uh, Planet of the Spiders. Uh, so he he was um, doing that that same one. That was his. That was actually his last serial. Um, he was doing those same experiments that Professor Jericho was doing with an electroencephalogram. And so it's like. They, you know, there's a whole other level there that if you're not really paying attention or if you don't really know uh, your classic who, that you might miss. And that was really cool to me that uh, not only did it, it and, and it worked so well, it wasn't forced into the story at all. It was just totally part of what was going on. So uh, I, I really love the way they did it. I can't imagine that that was accidental or, you know, wasn't wasn't intentional there. So uh, had a lot of fun seeing that. That's all that I saw. Uh, maybe some people saw something else. Um, you know, maybe some of the show's fans out there. Speaking of last uh, episode of News in the Whovian, um, you know, they mentioned that maybe I was their only one that they could call a fan. Um, I guess it's true. I'd say I'm a fan of the show because here I wormed my way into being uh, having my own segment. But uh, <laughs> or. or or they they foolishly invited me into having a seg- a reoccurring segment, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I I call myself a fan, but I'm sure they have other fans out there, and I hope you guys have taken the time to let them know. So uh, it's time to give my reaction to the episode. I thought they did a really good job with this one. I was getting a little much of you know just. Um, worn out with Weeping Angel episodes. You know, they keep trying to make them more and more powerful uh, because, of course, you know, you, you, you kind of have to in, in order for them to have the same level as when you're first introduced to them. Uh, but then the more powerful they are, it's like, well, how do you, they keep escaping them? You know, we've talked about this with the Daleks and other things. This, I thought, was a, a slam dunk 
uh, of, of as far as the weeping angels. Um, little, you guys have probably already talked about this. A little weird to have them talking. They've never really, I don't think, done that before. I don't remember them doing that before. Uh, so that was a little weird. But um, but overall, as far as feeling the danger, feeling that that the characters truly were in danger from them, feeling their vindictiveness, their their just. The fact that they just don't care, you know, they're like honey badgers, you know, they just feeling all of that and, and the urgency of the moment uh, and there. I thought it was all there and loved having uh, that 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 uneasy, queasy feeling in my stomach, like like and and then the prickles on the back of the neck, like I got to turn around and look for a weeping angel behind me. Uh, they, they brought that all back and I haven't seen that from a weeping angel episode in a while. So that and the deep track level uh, of of uh, the third doctor reference uh, put that all together, and I, I, I enjoyed this. And I enjoyed the the um, continuation of the story of the flux. I think I still think they're doing a good job this season. So all that to say, giving it nine out of ten electroans phalograms because uh, why not? And then uh, again, the 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 angels. You know, I I had. Similar to the first time I saw the Weeping Angels, had that that sense of fear going on uh, with with what they did. So I'm giving it 200 creep levels uh, for for that. Maybe a little higher than normal, but uh, I don't care. It's the Angels. I'm going for it. So that's it. That's all I got. Thank you uh, to the Noobs and New Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. The password this week is. Electroencephalogram. Electroencephalogram. Get it right, Jared. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> if you look at it, it, yeah, I can see where he gets encephalogram or whatever. Yeah. Encephala. Encephalogram. From the Greek, en meaning in, and kephale meaning head. Nerd alert. <laughs> it's an electro in the headogram. <laughs> if you've ever heard of encephalitis, it's the same. It's, it's an infection in the head. Electro in the headogram. Electro in <laughs> <laughs> electric in the headogram. That's right. Um, secondly, because I, I have I have so many notes from, from Jared's segment this, this week. Uh, secondly, uh, no, nobody, nobody wrote in to tell us they were fans. It's just you, Jared. Yeah. We're going to get you your own little t-shirt that says Noobs in the Whovian. Number one fan. Number one fan. Number one and only <laughs> fan. And lastly, my children are apparently are too young to know why honey badgers don't care. What? Is it like an early internet meme or something? I, it's I not early. It wasn't early. It was like five years ago. <laughs> oh, that was early. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from the kid who said, Anything before 1990 is just one big blur called the past. <laughs> the past. That's why Cor- Did we talk about on this show about you thinking the Beatles, about you calling the Beatles a boy band? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the Beach Boys. Now you call the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys a the boy first, band. The first boy band. I think yeah. Beach Boys and like the, NSYNC. And the I was early like, no, Beatles. <laughs> the early Beatles, those are objectively boy bands. They're, no, they're, they're, they're not, but we're not going to go back into that. So at any rate, Honey Badger, don't care. Kids, ask your parents. Uh, so he gave it 9 out of 10 electroencephalograms, or EEG, by the way. That's that's what an EEG is. An EKG is an echocardiogram. An EEG is an electroencephalogram. Would you like to tell us and the Greek that one dude's last name is 14 points uh, on Scrabble, but it's yes. also a 
Cardi- pronoun. Cardiogram. Echo, from, as in the letter E in the Greek alphabet. Uh, no, because it, because it deals with uh, sound waves. And cardia, from the Greek cardia, <laughs> meaning heart. It literally, it's, it's, yeah. Sound heart. And gram, the reason we use gram all the time is from graph or graphia, which means to write. So like a photograph. And grammatica. Photograph. in math. Means light write. Light writing. That's what a photograph is. Writing I want to make a new camera called the light right. The light right. Welcome to Dad yeah. Breaks Down Greek Words. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... New uh, spinoff podcast with zero views. Yeah. Etymology. <laughs> <laughs> Etymology with Austin. All right. Um, anywho, so Jared gave it 9 out of 10 EEGs. Uh, what, what do you guys think? <laughs> Trip. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Trip always writes his down ahead of time, and it makes me laugh every time. Okay, so I don't know. I think this one was pretty good. The Weeping Angels were a bit overused. Yeah, like they're they're getting there. I do like the tunnel scene where, like, the hands are coming out of the wall, and then there's like coming in this way and coming in this way. Okay, one thing I will say is Jericho's uh, getting zapped back in time. The whole way that that was filmed was amazing really remember how the, like the all of a sudden it was like the camera was attached to his head looking back at his face like a gopro kind of thing yeah and you could see the reflection of the angel pass across his eye and then all of a sudden the background changed and it pulled back and he was in the past yeah. that was brilliant i thought that was like it was huh. like seeing what it was like to get zapped back in time from the point of view of the person experiencing it instead Which, of normally yeah, we just see yeah. them disappear would not elicit a scream so I yeah. still don't know what's going on. Well, yeah, but he didn't scream. So yeah. he, his, his was amazing. But anyways, you were saying yeah. you liked that scene. I like that whole scene. Okay. I liked, um, I don't know. It, it was all very like techy and cool and stuff. There's a lot of like cool parts. Some, some cool, um, sixties, uh, paranormal tech. Yeah. That, that was, that was yeah, I always like seeing stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't know, I guess 8 out of 10 dumb subplots. <laughs> Which one? What are you referring to as the dumb? The love story yeah, between Vendor, Vendor and okay. Bell. Okay. It's right. so unnecessary, and I hope it pays off because I don't want to watch You're, you're seeing that. the backstory of how the doctor's parents Oh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be dumber than that. It's going to be way dumber than Do you? that. Probably. Is, 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 uh, wait, crap, what was the baby's name? Tigme. Is Tigme Dan? Tigme. Maybe? I mean, Tigme is objectively somebody we know, right? Probably. It's got to be. There's no such thing as It's the chosen one. We would not spend this much time on this couple having already discussed in two different episodes the unborn child who is communicating via a futuristic Tamagotchi. They actually didn't do that at all this episode. No, no, no. We didn't hear from the baby this episode or even reference Tigme. Oh my gosh, it just like fell on her stomach. What the crap? I forgot about that when they what? were diving out of the way of the passenger and she oh, was she like, did oh, totally yeah, dive, no, that's not dive a, belly first into the dirt yeah that's maybe she's bye bye take hey, maybe maybe uh, whatever she's, race she is because she's obviously not human maybe they carry their babies like you know on, on a hip pouch or something what it's not in the belly it's <laughs> in a hip because we talked about how she's not showing they just have a lump maybe she is showing we're legs. just looking at the wrong spot like one thigh is really big or something what you know the thigh baby pouch that you have she's like a kangaroo She's a marsupial. <laughs> Time lords are marsupials. It's a thigh baby it's pouch. Canon. Why? Are you... 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of somewhere that we wouldn't be seeing it because it's not in her back. Yeah. So anyways, so you think that the uh, vendor uh, bell subplot is just it's dumb. absolutely terrible and it better pay off. I mean, it's going to pay off and Tigme is definitely somebody we know. Somebody. It's just a matter of who it is. And I'm sticking, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. It's the doctor. I, I don't think really it's think it's Dan. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it's Dan. That would be. That would be so. That would. That, that would be, be so, so dumb. Which would be right up the alley of all of Doctor Who. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dang. It so. it makes sense if right. you think about it. Uh, uh, we'll we'll come back to Corbin. I want to know who you think Tigme is in the theory section. So, uh, um, I'll give my rating. I I I know that I kind of crapped all over the angels, um, but it was still a good episode. It was still I, I still liked it. <clears throat> I liked um, some of the, the the wibbly wobbly stuff that was going on. I don't understand the part where they were seeing each other through like the energy barrier thing that apparently you know disintegrates sticks if you throw them through it. Um, why the village was quantum extracted and I don't know all that yeah. kind of stuff. It got it got weird towards the end, but weird in a way that I liked. Um, I liked. Uh, you know the, the back and forth i loved the the reveal that what's her name was actually peggy um, oh yeah which i di- i somehow didn't see coming the first go around i thought she just had some knowledge of the angels for whatever reason she yeah. was going to be the one who understood as it turns out that was accurate because she said they like to leave a few lone survivors or whatever um i did think that was a neat insight into the angels that they're just also they're just a sadistic dumb old, yeah dumb idea what is a Here, dumb idea? Here's a person who now knows everything about you and can like tell everybody. Okay, else. that's yeah, yeah, that's a little bit a little bit arrogant. That's like leaving one person completely alive and fine so that they can go and tell everybody how to yeah, beat I mean, you. Yes, you but know, as you that's know, what pirates did, you know. As you know, humans are stupid and they will never listen to the obviously correct person. I mean, that's the statues yeah. are coming to life. This is definitely <laughs> true. This is definitely true. Um, so overall I liked it. I don't know that it was, um, like it, it, I don't think it stands as like my favorite one this season. So far. Yeah, or anything. No. I don't know which one would be actually, I don't know. The I really one? liked, I liked once upon time. That one, that one was fun. Once upon time. The first one, that was kind of cool. the Halloween apocalypse, as far as sheer, uh, I'm on the edge of my seat. My, I, I can't, I can't blink not because there's an angel, but because I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Just, just mouth agape going <laughs> more, more, more. What, what's gonna happen um th- and i gave that one a 10 i, oh, I gave that yeah. one a solid 10 um so i guess i guess that's my favorite episode so far um this one wasn't um but still good i'm with trip i'm gonna give it um eight out of ten uh uh what's what's the right word i'm looking for here oblivious priests what <laughs> that guy was dumb um i don't know episode okay let's move on (laughs) (laughs) okay i the episode was you know you know i saw it i was there you know it was you know what get to the point man what are you saying i just don't have like any thoughts about this other than that (laughs) yeah so that was an episode you don't have any thoughts about this aside from bell's freaking message like i just exactly don't have this any episode just left no it. impression on you whatsoever. Huh. No, that wasn't the doctor episode. turned into a freaking so weeping angel. And I'm just like, zero. whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know do- what? you know what? The I doctor turned this. into an angel, and I went, We barely huh. mentioned that this episode. I, I and that say, is pivotal. 
to this episode. Well, we're still yeah. going to get into theories, but I will say that as that was happening, that's maybe the closest I've been to what I felt during the ending of the Halloween apocalypse. Really? Remember the last 10 seconds of Halloween apocalypse where it like flashed everything and reminded us of all 17 characters we'd been introduced to. And it was like, every time it flashed, you're like, Oh wait, that guy. Oh, right. And it was just like building and building and building. When she started turning into an angel, that's how I felt again. Really? I felt that same, what is happening? I don't understand. Like I could feel my body rising up off of the couch. Like what is happening? I don't really? understand. And I looked at y'all and y'all were like. <laughs> so that's how that one ended, huh? Okay. Yeah, I really did not care. Y'all were not as emotionally invested as I was. I was just like, it's like what? It's going to, it's, but she's, you can't, but it breaks all this. And y'all are like. That's an interesting thing. Y'all want to get some chips or something? Like, I don't know. I feel like I've resigned to the fact that they can just do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. I can't really say, like, that's not possible because they've already done so much crazy crap that what isn't possible? I mean, yeah. That's half the show. This is impossible. And then they do it immediately. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. But, I mean, this is this this is on the level of the Timeless Child reveal. I Like, whatever it, it is that just happened. We, we still don't even know what... Changer. Yeah, but like, we I still don't know what happened. And presumably next week or the week after, we will find out exactly what happened and why and what it all means. But uh, uh, this is like the doctor being upgraded and becoming a uh, Cyberman. That I mean, this is major. Interesting. This is major. So anyways, Corbin, what, what, what is your rating? Mm, um, I'm going to say like seven. <laughs> Zero because it made no impression. Seven. Say seven uh, honey badgers. <laughs> seven unknown references. So I gotta, I gotta show y'all honey badger and fronthand backhand after this. Yes. After we're done recording. Okay. Uh, creep level. Jared gave it two hundred. I agree. I'm gonna give it three hundred. What? what? That's not how agree. I agree. Works. I'm gonna go hundred. I agree higher. in the sense that y'all are gonna be like, oh, this is too high. I'm gonna give it a six. <laughs> Six out of five hundred. It's, uh, it's not even worth mentioning that there was creepy stuff in here. There was nothing creepy in this. We're teenagers. We're too cool to be creeped out. What? That's yeah. not even what I said. Okay. I want to watch Godzilla like Halloween. Godzilla is not a horror. Movie. That's not a horror. Movie. Friday the Thirteenth. I just. That just like go to bed, scary. man, because like, I just don't even care. You can tell Dad's level when he thinks Godzilla is a horror. <laughs> That's movie. not a horror. Movie. It's a creepy movie. No, it's not. It's got. It's got. Oh, shut up. It's got Godzilla. What's your ratings? <laughs> What's your ratings? We're gonna take this segment out. It's like a six. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. We're We've moving on. I don't even care. Angels. I don't even want to hear your numbers. Doesn't matter. Theories. Uh, Jared didn't give us any new theories. Uh, I don't think. Um, um, last yeah. thing he said was that Swarm was a Time Lord or comes from the attempt to give Time Lords regenerations, and it's connected to the Timeless Child storyline. I think it's I think it's safe to say that that everything connects. Everything with the Flux storyline connects with the Timeless Child idea yeah uh, i think that's that's safe to say uh trips you said that swarm uh made the flux as the ultimate challenge to the doctor the doctor and swarm are from the same dimension but not in the same race dan how dan is somehow important to the division do you care to make any changes or additions well what okay first of all we all have to address in this in this segment here except corbin has abstained from the theory section completely <laughs> he's morally opposed to the theory <laughs> section now um what happened with the doctor would she turn into an angel? I don't think no, but I, mean, you, I can go off of that, really. You can't go off of that? Is that what you said? Like, okay. I I don't see how I could make a theory off of that. Okay. 
I'm I'm going to say that they are somehow going to officially canonize the 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 fan theory that the Weeping Angels are Time Lords. Yeah, that's okay. possible. Somehow or another, they're going to pull that That'd in. That'd be cool. And I'm going to go further and say, uh, based off of Chibs Chibnall's Timeless Child arc, and and somehow that all applies to the Flux and the old lady who's ending the universe and all this kind of crap. That somehow or another, the Weeping Angels are also a product of the Timeless Child in some way, shape, or form. Like, the Division did further experiments on the Timeless Child and discovered something to do with quantum locking and and created the Timeless, uh, the Timeless, the, the Weeping Angels. Okay, so, so if Dan... So, so the, 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 the Timeless Child is responsible for the Time Lords and the Weeping Angels. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so think about this. If Dan... Okay. okay is the child of them two, which I think. Oh, a vendor. Okay, so you think... Vendor and Bell. You think Tigme is Dan? Yes. Okay. Then Dan somehow has to get sent back in time at some point, correct? So then... What? what? Say that again? Well, if Dan is the son of them two, then at some point he needs to go to the past. So how do we make this happen? You're pre- you're presuming that Vendor and Bell are in the future. Well, because we've seen them with the Doctor. Well, we've seen Vendor meet up with the Doctor before. So I presume they're in the same time as us. So Dan has to go back so that he can be on Earth in his time. <clears throat> do you get what he's saying? I don't understand. I think he's I'm saying lost. I'm lost somewhere. Vendor's well, storyline is running concurrent to Dan's, which means for Dan to Dan, have grown up in the yeah. past, he has to be sent back in time. Hmm? How is this not making sense? Are you saying that Tigme yeah. is from is is in the future I'm and will be sent back to 1900s Liverpool? To grow up as Dan. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So uh, now I'm with you. That you means, when you were saying Dan has to go back in the past, I thought you meant current Dan. Oh, you know, no. 2021 Dan. Take I, I me got you. or whatever. Take me has to go into the past to become Dan. So that means that either Take me has to go back or Bell has to get sent back with Take me like before Take me is born. So, that means that maybe the doctor sends her back in time. That's that's my theory. That okay. That the doctor will like be an angel for an episode, maybe. <gasps> and then they'll be hunting and down Zach, take, take me, me back, and they'll be hunting down take me for some reason. Interesting. To send them back to meet the doctor, and then Tigme is actually working for the angels to bring. Okay, now you're the just... doctor to the angels in this one storyline, which is why he knows what's going on. Wait, what? Illuminati confirmed. I don't know. Tigme is what? Say that again. So Tigme is Dan. Yeah. And Dan meets up with the doctor intentionally uh-huh. to like sabotage the mission to bring the episode that we just saw to make that happen. Okay. So that the doctor will get turned into a So doctor. so you're saying that Dan is fully aware of everything that's happening and yes. is playing dumb. Yeah. Okay. Because I still think that Dan has a chameleon arch. 
situation going on. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dan. I think he knows completely what's going on. I like your idea. I like. The, okay, so you're okay. So you're saying, Tigme gets sent back in time. Yes, by a grows up, angel. Grows up as Dan, and is I don't know trained by the division. Yes, trained by the division, which in is preparation what, that's of his connection. In preparation of meeting the doctor in 2021. Yeah, with the Carbonista incident. And, 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 and though he looks like he's just your average companion, he is secretly wielding, he's secretly moving chess pieces behind the scenes that we're not, e- yeah. we're, we're not even getting a hint he's of. He's like if your theory directing is, the If doctor. your theory is right, they have given no hints about that whatsoever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. <clears throat> they, they haven't given many hints about him being a Time Lord, and I'm, and I'm assuming that. So. Mm-hmm. I am, um, I'm still sticking with the Flux is the Nexus, that they are in a different universe, uh, that that universe is where Bell and Vender are from, and that is where Tigme is going to be born, and then somehow get dropped through the portal thing, and is the Timeless Child. That Tigme is the Timeless Child. I still think that something is up with Dan, I'm leaning towards him being a Time Lord, ooh, maybe a Time Lord that works for the Division, and that's why he's got a Chameleon Arch thing going on. Because I don't... I genuinely don't mm. think Dan knows more than he's leading on. I think if he knows more, it's being suppressed by a chameleon arch or something like that. I don't think he's, I don't think he could play it this smart. Yeah. Cause they haven't given us, they haven't given us any clues. There's not been a single moment where Dan is given like a sideways glance, you know, like a wink at the camera or anything like that. But he's never like batted an eye at something crazy that's happened really. Yeah. Mm. But I think that's, I think that's in the same way that, the, the 10th Doctor was like writing s- these fantastical stories about a character called the Doctor. I think that's what it is. I think it's, I think it's a, an oh, internal I mean, repressed thing that like he, he's, he doesn't know why he's fine with a trans-dimensional space time ship called the TARDIS. He doesn't know why he's fine with that, but he's like, meh, whatever. That's what I think. I mean, the Master did play it so well that we didn't see it coming yeah. when he was revealed. That's true. So... That's, that's, yeah, well, either time, Missy or the O-Math. Is Missy a reveal? Yeah. Remember short for mistress or Uh, the master? I remember that reveal. I can't remember that episode at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have said before there's a connection between Williamson and Dan. They might be the same person. Um, We haven't gotten enough Williamson. Williamson. Yeah, we haven't gotten enough. I mean, we've got to come back to him. Those tunnels I, yeah. have to be important. We thought that the village was going to be in the tunnels, and that was wrong. No. So I, the tunnels have still got to be important somehow or another. I don't know how, though. Yeah. Uh, it kind of seems like we just What was the thing I said I wanted to hear from you, Corbin? Crap. What was it? Uh, who Tigme was? Yes. Yeah, who, who do you Tigme. think Tigme is? You, you have to. I don't to, know. You have to give a guess. Swarm. <laughs> swarm? <laughs> okay, guys. I love it. I love it. It's Swarm. All right, Corbin says, take me it's a swarm. Somebody write that down. Swarm and is yours. Take me a swarm, and Belle is the mother of swarm. I mean, Belle is um, Azure, which is the mother of swarm, and she... No, because Azure is swarm's sister. Oh, do they are that? sister and brother. Okay. Yeah, we do know that. I'm just making up random stuff that... So, if that's the case, swarm either never knew... Vendor, or, or that's why he really knew him. Just. Well. Hmm. He oh, did know all did? about him when he, they first met. But he met. knew all about everybody. He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. Because we're such linear creatures. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, geez. The fact that we watch every episode twice now has me messed up. It was two episodes ago that we saw Swarm in Once Upon Time, right? That was the third yes. episode. Oh, my gosh. I will say this. They are packing a lot in. This mm. was the fourth episode, guys. <laughs> We've yeah. covered a lot of ground for four episodes. Yeah. Um, I realized this week I'm torn about modern serialized television as opposed mm-hmm. to one-off episodes like star trek the next generation you could watch you you can sit down and watch any episode and be fine oh yeah. you might not know all of the backstory about geordie but it's probably not going to impact the details of that episode but like imagine trying to watch this episode imagine <laughs> sending somebody down so. and saying i'm going to introduce you to doctor who here you go watch uh this episode the village what? of the angels you're not going to have any clue what's happening on any level. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I, all of a sudden I'm like, huh, I was so looking forward to flux being one long story, but it has made me realize that like so many shows have gone to that format now. Like I'm like, Oh man, like being able to sit down and just enjoy one single episode is kind of nice too. Don't get me wrong. I'm still enjoying flux. Yeah. I love this, but it made me realize, Oh, you know what? Season, season 10 was pretty good too, yeah. where it was, or 11 or whatever it was where it was every story was was a one-off the the 13th oh, yeah. doctor's first season that where they said cool, it's yeah. all going to be a standalone thing and it, with this slight bend that the season finale was the season opener's villain but whatever um so but you didn't need to know that there's room for both there's room for both anyways hey guys uh next week of course we're covering doctor who colon flux comma chapter five dash survivors of the flux wait what mm. that makes it sound like the flux is over yeah. Yeah. I kind of assume that. Hmm. Survivors of the flux. Uh, don't forget, after that, that means, guys, that means we got two weeks. We had two episodes. We got two hours. Not even, because they're like 50 minute episodes. We got less than two hours to wrap all of this up mm. in some sort of a way it. that makes sense. And kill off Dan and Yaz. Not yeah. Dan. Um, after we're no, done. Dan, Dan's staying for the specials. Yaz is going to sacrifice herself to fix the flux. Ooh. Nice. She's going to leap back into the time storm. She never left the time storm. It was a dream all it along. Was a dream all along. They were dead all along. Wait, wait. <laughs> end of Doctor Who question After mark. <laughs> the end question mark. Um, don't forget, after we completely satisfactorily to the detriment of no one and so that everyone feels complete and whole and satisfied, wrap up series 13. Once that's done, we are going to be um, jumping into our best of series and we're going to start off with our best of festive special. So we need you to go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash best of and vote. Hey guys, we got to vote. Oh, somebody filled out the survey. I don't know who you were, but you were the first one. So while you're listening to this, you'll get a gold star. That's right. Well, it was all anonymous. So. It was probably Cindy. Um, whoever you were, thanks. Um, if you haven't yet filled it out, noobsinthehooving.com slash best of. Go tell us your favorite uh, episodes, and then we will uh, take that into account and, and pick our favorite ones. we got to start off with the Christmas specials, though, the, the festive specials. So we're going to be doing that one the week of Christmas. So the idea is uh, we will release the episode on that the day after Christmas. So if you want to watch it on Christmas Day, you can do that and go old school just like it used to be with Doctor Who, uh, New Who, that is. And then we'll release the episode the next day. We'll be watching it a few days before Christmas, sometime that week. And then uh, we've also got some timey-wimeys lined up. 
Uh, don't forget, we got to get back to the master plan. We were like smack in the middle of that thing. We got to go finish up the master plan. And uh, then we're hoping to catch, uh, like we'll catch the New Year special and, and hopefully the spring special. And then, uh, then we'll take a couple of months off <laughs> and do the regeneration episode. Uh, so anyways, guys, Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always more on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is Thing One. I'm Trip. And your production editor is Thing Two. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Fandom.com for the trivia. There was a little bit there this week. Some of the cast stuff. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. And shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Go to NoobsInTheHoovian.com, find all the things, and subscribe to us, and leave us ratings, and all that kind of stuff to share us with a friend. Not because we are a great show, but because we watch one twice every week. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. As amazing as these bloopers. Be whip. There's no bloopers.